Hi, I'm Azure Ashby, CPA and creator of the Love Then Money Institute. Each week, I will bring you inside the life of a real couple and their relationship with money in order to help you and your partner master your own relationship with money. We can no longer rely on the taboo of money to justify our avoidance. And we can no longer change the topic when things get real. I believe it's time we take our financial future by the reins and take control of the money conversation. And we do that by actually having the conversation. So get ready to listen, relate, and be inspired to achieve your financial dreams together. Because you know what they say, first comes love, then comes money. So let's do this. After our last session, Nick and Angie made efforts to practice some of the tips and tricks we talked about in our last call. For Angie, one of those tips was carrying cash as a way to monitor her spending. For Nick, one of these tips was to put more money towards his personal savings on a regular basis. And as a couple, their joint goal was to put more money into their joint savings account. And on paper, these goals may seem pretty easy and manageable, right? But if we're being realistic, things really take more effort when whatever's on paper is brought to life. I mean, think about it. You're walking around doing your weekly grocery store run. You picked up regular things like cereal, juice, water, vegetables, whatever, the usual. And maybe you even pick a bottle of wine up just for a treat. And you go to pay for your stuff, cash ready in hand, and you're $20 over budget. You could put a few things back, but you could also just put the rest of it on your debit card. You know you have money on your account. For another example, it's Friday, it's payday, and you have the entire weekend ahead of you and you can't wait to get it started. Maybe you forgot to deposit some cash in the bank on your way home or forgot to transfer your weekly amount from checking into savings over the weekend. And before you know it, you've spent the money. I mean, really, it happens so quickly. $5 here, $20 here. Before you know it, you can get to 100 bucks, or even worse, like maybe it's $50 here or $50 there. Meals are so expensive out, right? And before you know it, you're at $500. Weekends tend to be so expensive if we're not really careful. Life happens, right? It's unlikely when you set goals that you're going to achieve them straight out of the gate. We're human. We have setbacks. We look at our progress, reevaluate our goals, and try again. And with this in mind, I asked Nick and Angie about their progress so far. So talk to me. How's it going with the budget and stuff? What's working? What is it? Well, I think we've been pretty good about our mutual budget. You know, we added to the amount that we're putting in, you know, the, the mutual account and doing a lot better with the saving, et cetera, with that, like where before, I think we both pretty much fell off on our personal side. Yeah, the personal sides have suffered though. Got it. So suffered because you've been putting more in or suffered just because you haven't been paying as much attention from an accountability standpoint? Both. Accountability for me. I think it's both. I mean, and this is very common, obviously, when you have, you know, someone else to kind of like answer to is like a harsh word. It's not, I don't mean it in a harsh way, but like, you know what I mean? When someone else is like involved, a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for us. And it's, it's easier to kind of like 
stay on track when you know that someone else is going to benefit or be involved or whatever. Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of anticipating that that's what, you know, it was going to (laughs) be. No, it's just natural, right? I mean, it's like, that's just the way we are as humans. Like we'd rather take care of someone else than ourselves a lot of times. So, I mean, this is a natural thing. So not like a judgment on you guys, just generally speaking, this is kind of how things go. What do you think we should do to kind of like remedy that? Is there like, should we talk a little bit about like finding the worth and being accountable for yourselves? Do you want to reallocate some things? Like, you know, what would help you kind of reach your own personal goals as well as your, your joint goals? I need to reallocate my personal checking account is I'm, I'm getting a lot less money into my personal account. And it's become a little more difficult for me. And then, Angie, what about you? I don't know. I think for me, it was just, I think the way that we talked about doing spending, et cetera, with cash, I thought it would work for me and it didn't, it didn't work. Okay. I wasn't as accountable with the cash as I thought I would be as far as like allocating myself weekly, you know, and I did try it for a little while and then kind of got monies mixed up, et cetera, and then lost track. Got it. So I think probably a different means of spending really, maybe even a different account or something. Yeah, that's a good idea is to maybe then open open a new account that is for that discretionary stuff. And then either you could put like, yeah, like a certain amount of cash into that account. And then you kind of know, it'd be kind of like a prepaid card, right? Or something like that. Right. Yeah. I think that's not a bad idea. I'm trying to think of whether I think it should be at the same bank or not. I guess it doesn't necessarily matter. It might be a little bit better for it to be at a separate bank, but I don't know how much of a pain in the butt that would be for you. But like that way, then, you know, like when you log into that bank, you don't see everything else sitting there that you could transfer around and do whatever. And so maybe that's a way to kind of make it so that you know that whatever's in that account is the stuff that you've allocated. And again, like, you know, some of the numbers we came up with were, we were trying our best to kind of estimate what what it looked like each month. But, you know, if if that isn't working, then we we do reallocate. We do kind of tweak it to make sure that you're not stressed out and too aggressive and stuff like that. Sometimes budgets are a little difficult because you start feeling like stressed and anxious. And budgets are always done like in a thought of like optimism, right? And so a lot of times we're like, over optimistic on what we can really do. And so it's okay to kind of go back and like be realistic and kind of say, okay, you know what? Like every month we, we easily have like two to $300 of like shit that happens that we need to like figure out, you know, and then, you know, build that in so that you're not constantly feeling so like annoyed, stressed out, avoidant, whatever it is, because you're not like achieving what you thought you could. And so I think it's, I think it's perfectly fair to go back and kind of be like, okay, this isn't working. Here's what's realistic. But then the important part is that like, once 
as you start making more in the months, like for you, Angie, specifically, because yours is fluctuating, like the, the pay periods that you do make more than, you know, using that as an opportunity to like, you know, kind of catch up to that original, like a little bit more to that original part, you know what I mean? And so just kind of like tweaking it in that way, I think is perfectly, you know, perfectly fair and, 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 you know, like not to beat yourself up over it. Cause this is kind of part of figuring out like what's working, what's not and where you're going. And you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff, it's just, it's a total process of like tweaking and tweaking until it's something that's like doable. And it's something that is becomes, I don't know, like, well, you have it. Yeah, exactly. So personal joint allocation. So this is where things are going well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1035 divided by two each pay period. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to kind of like save the 134 each pay period, right? Right. Nick and Angie were making progress in their joint goals. It was the personal goals that they were finding more challenging. So we decided to talk about these individual challenges for each of them. All right. So tell me where things are going awry in each of your personal allocations. For me, it's mostly just been not budgeting my spending as much. I have been doing the saving and I have been you know, taking care of everything else in my personal account. I just have definitely been spending it at will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But I mean, if you're taking care of your bills and you're still saving some or not, yeah, the bills are taken care of. And I actually set up the amount to be saved every month is directly taken out. Okay. So is that the like 500 a month or is that, how much is that? Right now I have it at 250. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Okay. So what are you, what's wrong with that? What's happening? You want to save more? Yeah, I do want to save more. Okay. Got it. And so I guess also question is, so you're taking the cash you are using kind of the theory was to use the cash that you get as you're like spending money. And then the rest of it is kind of like bank activity that would be like probably like yellows and greens and whatever, like bills and stuff. Right. Yeah. So you've been kind of like just spending the, the cash and then like dipping into your debit card as well. Right. Yeah. For the most part, I, kind of just stopped doing the cash because I was getting, I was losing track of what was what. So I just started putting it all back in the account. I think having a separate account for that would, would work really well. So, but let's be realistic about like what your life looks like. Right. So, and what you want it to look like, you know, like at a certain point, you also kind of have to be I don't know. Like you kind of have to be like, okay, I either want this or I want this. So like, and it's okay if you want the other thing versus this thing, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really matter. We just want to make sure that we're setting you up for success is $500 a month realistic for like the orange and purple. So like kind of like the splurgy stuff, or is that not as realistic? I mean, maybe it's not, I really didn't get a system down to even know if that was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Probably isn't for, for lifestyle. 
And is that like an, on average, what you take home in cash a, a month is led by about 500 or is it more than that? I take home all cash for the most part. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, my, my checks are negligible, you know, after the man goes in and takes out taxes from, um, for tip from tip, you know? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So yeah, then I think what we should do is I think we should have you open a separate bank account. I think it would be helpful if it was in a separate bank. It might be a pain in the ass though, like that you have to go to two banks to like deposit each time that you get paid or whatever. So if you feel like you could also do it that they don't link those bank accounts. So you'd have like, they could be at the same bank, but I think they can do it where like they don't link them on your online banking and you could have, I mean, it's something you can ask about. I don't know who you bank with, but see if you can have a separate login for that one specifically. And then maybe that's a little bit easier so that you can just go to one place. But then when you log in, it's not like you see all of it in the same place. So maybe that helps a little bit, but then it's easy to be like, okay, I'm depositing, you know, 125 a week into this account and every time I'm like out of money. So then and that's just for like the oranges and the purples. The the yellow stuff and the savings still go into your normal account, your your, you know, your whatever your normal account is now. But this is just kind of for like the yeah, the oranges and the purples. So you know, and then you can be like, okay, this isn't realistic. And then, but still keep it separate. So then, you know, like, okay, I'm spending a thousand dollars a month on oranges and purples instead of 500. And so you exactly know, and it's not all commingled and it's easy to know at a glance, like it doesn't necessarily matter where it's going. You're going to know that on oranges and purples, this is how much you're spending per month. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then you can tweak it accordingly to what's realistic and then what you want your savings goals to be. So yeah, I mean, is that a good, good solution? And, or like the next week, like, so if you have 125 a week or something and, but you only spend a hundred of that, then maybe the next week you only deposit a hundred because now you're still up to like 250. I don't know if this is making sense over the phone, No, but then yeah. And then in, in the other account, you deposit the rest. And then that, that week you can save an extra $25. So then, you know, like, okay, I'm always going to be at X balance in this account and anything that I don't have to deposit each week, I can put into the normal account and transfer to savings. You know, that's a good way to kind of like make it easy and kind of do like bank account accounting, you know, and then you don't really have to think too much about it. But also then when you don't spend the the purple and orange money, then you know, like, okay, cool. I can save an extra 20 bucks this time or whatever it is, you know? I think my other thing is I'm not as good about doing it weekly. Okay. Which is okay. Um, how, so you do it like what, every couple of weeks? Yeah. Cause generally what I like to do is like every week and a half to two weeks go in and actually pick up my tips, et cetera. Cause they keep them in an envelope that also kind of keeps me from spending the money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense when I don't have it. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I mean, so whatever that is like, you know, it was like a two fifty each pay period or 500 a month or whatever. So however often you do that, you know, I think is then just kind of like back into what that looks like for the month, you know? So like divide it by 
if it's going to look like only twice, then divide that 500 by two or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do it every week or whatever. I was just kind of like trying to think about how I thought it was happening. But yeah, if it's every couple of weeks, then, you know, you do like 250 into the discretionary account. And then if you only spent 200 of it, then the next time you'd only put in 200. So you'd be back up to the 500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so I understand. yeah, cool. Does that seem like it might help? I think it'll be a better solution for me. Yeah. Cause I really did think the cash would work, but it, it just didn't. Got it. Yeah. Nope. And that's, that's part of the learning process. So cool. Yeah. So try that and then, you know, let me know how that goes and then, yeah, just keep tweaking it until it's comfortable. But obviously like we could always be comfortable with spending all of our money. So obviously you have to keep your goals in mind, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you don't want to be like constantly like stressed out about like, and like hating life because you're like, fuck, I got this, like, you know, I've got this goal and you know what I mean? So there's got to be that balance, but yeah. So let's see how that works out. All right. Sounds good. After taking a look at Angie's personal obstacles with her goals, I asked Nick about his. What's up with you? For me, on my income, there is the the $800 in the monthly save goal. My income is about actually $800 a month less than what is actually listed there. So it has made it very difficult for my personal savings. Okay, cool. So <laughs> so you're um, so here is 1070 about a pay period? Yes, closer to that. Is that but that's that's including what you are transferring to the joint each time? Or do, isn't that separate or how so t- talk to me about that a little bit. So it I mean it the joint gets the 518 regardless. That comes out of my paycheck first. And but it like goes directly there or you transfer it? No, like, are it you goes getting... directly there. I've, I've got direct deposit and I set that up as the first account that gets debited. So that amount automatically goes into the joint account every single time. And then 1070 comes to your personal or 1070 no. minus 518? 1070 minus 518, approximately. Sometimes it's a little more, sometimes it's a little less. Got it. Okay. I think this last time I only had like 340 in my personal account coming out of the last two week period. So it made it very, it's made it very difficult for me to actually save. Got it. Okay. That's fair. So, and you definitely cut down on your, like your orange and purple spending too, I think. So here's what is happening each time. If you get the 1070, then you have with this current budget, then you have the, an extra 200 bucks to allocate between spending and saving per two weeks. If you're getting less, so let's say, what did you say it was like? More like 870? I'd probably say like 970, I think would be probably more average. Okay, so yeah, now you, now you have like $100. When do you, so when do you graduate? It won't be till the end of like 2019, mid-2020, I think. It's a way. I mean, I would say, you know, it's not to like, I wouldn't then beat yourself up about this too much. Like I would say, you know, if you can spend, save like 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there, that's awesome. Like on the, on the months, you know what I mean? But like, 
while you're doing this and like, while you're kind of having the goal of, you know, having, you know, a better paying job and you're working towards that goal, like, I think it's, it's okay that you're not saving as aggressively as you really want to. And so not to like beat yourself up over it too, too much. But I mean, at the same time, like, so do you feel like you're spending more than like 400 a month on that orange and purple, like the splurgy stuff? I've been trying to cut down a lot of my expenditures as well. I've just been, I've been trying to keep that to a minimum to try and try and make it through to get to a point. Are you still doing it through your credit card? I think originally you were like, okay, I know that my credit card limit is this. So I know that I'm going to be, I am, I am still operating off my credit card to kind of use that as a budget. Okay, cool. So you should be kind of like in that range, right? right? Of the allocated. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. So I would say then not to beat yourself up about this, like, you know, and then as you start making more money, just make sure like, and even if we need to have a call for you to be like, you know, I'm, I'm making this now. Can we reallocate our budget together? Like I'm totally right. willing to like do that with you because the important thing is, and this is like, we're so, you know, most people make the mistake is like when they start making more money, they just incorporate it into their spending and they don't incorporate it into their savings. And so like, you know, I would say that since you're working so hard to kind of get to this new paying job and this new, you know what I mean? Like don't kind of then let the opportunity go by to then like beef up the savings at that time. You know what I mean? Cause it's so easy. Like once it gets incorporated, like that's it, you're done. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just <laughs> so hard to carve it back out. So I would say like, don't, don't beat yourself up over it too much, but definitely make sure that once that's starting or even before it actually starts, we have the conversation of like, okay, here's what it's going to be. Let's make like, then we get a little bit more strict with, okay, here's what you're going to be doing. And like, no excuses for a while until you've got like a chunk of money saved where you're comfortable that, you know, you have an emergency fund you have, you know what I mean? Like that you've met certain goals that you have. And then you can start incorporating it back into spending. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I've been kind of doing that passively, but mostly to more 401k. Anytime that I, uh, like annually, I increase the percentage of my 401k about half of what my raise is going uh, is. Cool. Good. Yeah. So that's definitely a good habit to get into from that perspective. And then, you know, I think that, as you move forward in your career, like having some of those percentage points being into like liquid cash, just in case there is some kind of life event is important. Absolutely. And and I need to start working on that too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I would say with you, like, just don't beat yourself up too much over it and like, just kind of like do your best for the next year or so. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and then, but as it like, you know, 50 bucks is 50 bucks and it's super easy to spend that. That's like one could be like one night out, you know? Yeah, you're right. But you know, like maybe that night, you know, you, I don't know, order pizza or some shit. I don't know, whatever. And then like, you know, and then that way, then you put that. So, you know, but don't like, I, you know, I wouldn't like beat yourself up, but if there's an opportunity, like I'd be like, Oh, let me just transfer this over and then forget, like pretend like I spent it today, you know? 
Yeah. I need to look at opening up a separate account for that too, maybe. So that way it is less likely that I can pull that back over and spend that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And so you could do it. There are a lot of like online accounts too. And then like I have an E-Trade account that I put it into. And even if I keep a part of the stuff in cash, just so it's liquid, but like I definitely you know, the E-Trade account is like, I don't even see it. You know what I mean? Like I do log into it to make sure, but like, it's one of those things that I have to specifically log into a different place. And that helps me so much because I, I feel like I don't even have that money. And it does, it takes a, a couple of days, like you can transfer it back and forth and it takes a couple of days. So it's like, you can't go to the store and be like, oh, I want this like pretty shiny thing and then have it right away. Like you have to have that cooling off period. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good idea too. The good thing about setting goals, especially goals like Nick and Angie's, is that part of it involves the other person. Like I explained to this couple earlier, their joint goals are tracking well because the benefits to be seen for both people are tangible. There's accountability. There's give and take. It is a relationship after all. We've also been kind of trying to incorporate slowly some lifestyle changes, less eating out, more cooking at home, more buying of groceries and stuff as well, which I think is, has been good. Awesome. So, and are you like, I remember you guys saying that you do that, but then they sit in the fridge. Are you guys doing a better job of actually eating them afterwards? Yeah, yeah we actually are. Cool. Good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we've been doing a little bit better at that as well. Awesome, good stuff. We had a little bit of a of a pitfall because shortly thereafter, we went to New York for Andy's birthday and went a little wild. I think is where <laughs> where we derailed a little bit on the savings as well. Yeah, that happens. We haven't been like super bad, you know. We just we definitely let some things fall to the wayside. Yeah. Yep. That's totally, totally natural when you're like implementing something like this. And so what you want to do is just get it to the point where it doesn't feel like a budget anymore. And so that's what we're working towards is just tweaking it until it just feels like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like this anymore. We don't even have to look at the spreadsheet anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and those are all part of like life things, right? And it's just, it's finding that balance that's right for you. So Yeah, I think you guys are on a good track. And so I would say like make these few tweaks and then, you know, I'll check in with you and stuff and just make sure that everything's going well. And if you, you know, if you get like down the line a little bit and you're like, ah, this isn't working either, help, you know, I'm totally like reach out. I'm happy to like jump on the call. We don't necessarily have to like record it or whatever, just to kind of like get you guys back on track. So Uh any other questions or anything? Concerns? I don't think so. You did? Cool. Good stuff. So if you need anything, reach out, but I'll check on you in a little, you know, in like a month or so and just see how things are going. And if we need to tweak again, we can. Okay. All right. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. I really think that Nick and Angie on the way to figuring out exactly what works for them and how this budget is going to be realistic over the next few months while Nick achieves his goal of finishing his education. And they have a really great foundation on how to build upon that when things change. And so that's part of what we're trying to accomplish 
really giving you the foundation to be able to deal with life's differences and challenges and progress and changes. And so I can't wait to see what they do and where they go from here. And hopefully we will have a catch-up session with them down the line and see what's going on. Next time on In Between the Sheets, we will have Dr. Day Sheridan on, and we will be discussing how money can affect your sex life. I'm sure you won't want to miss it. If you like Love Then Money, do me a favor and tell a friend, or five. I'm Azure Ashby, and until next time, I wish you both love and money. Take care.